This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. It is Friday. Hallelujah. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's hang out. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. When you need to call us and have your voice broadcast from coast to coast, we got a free way for you to do that. You can. By calling 855-2124-CBS, the executive producer, we're nice here, I promise, is Tom DeCelestino, the man of many nicknames and one job. Again, executive producer on Twitter at DeCelCBS. Andrew Bogus will join us for some headlines, for some updates, for some banter, for some friendship, whatever it may be. 20, 30 minutes from now at Andrew Bogish. I'm on the old Twitter, too, as well. Not Twitter, too, is in the second version. Twitter, as well. Sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. And get on there and enjoy the blue check mark. I'm going to have it for another three or four days. And I'm not, why do you look uncomfortable when I bring up the blue check mark? Elon's not listening. Diesel, you look uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I hope for Twitter's sake the blue check marks stay and they don't cost $8. They're going to cost $8, and they're going away. Everyone's going to have it. Why would you pay $8 for a blue check mark that everyone's going to have? You can be like everyone else. I'm already like everybody else. All right. I digress. It's not written on my piece of paper. It's not diesel approved. Uh, Eagles remain undefeated, and we will talk about that here in about 20 minutes. I will probably throw at you the fact that James Harden is injured for a month. Huge game, college football Tennessee, Georgia, going to be a lot of fun. Astros in a thrilling game take a 3-2 series lead in the World Series over the Phillies and give Justin Verlander credit. Guy has not been great in the World Series in his career. We discussed that with Alana Rizzo earlier in the week, and she told us there's a there's a game coming where he's going to be excellent. He was last night. Big part of the reason Houston able to be one win away from that World Series and from Dusty Baker getting his first the manager of that team. We do this every Friday. I'm super excited. Nick Costos, Odyssey's Gambling Insider, is going to be on the show. How's buy or sell today, Diesel? If somebody said to you, if you actually had to pitch, someone could either get the blue check mark for $8 for a month or could listen to buy or sell, how you be feeling about buy or sell? Uh, buy or sell is extravagant today. It's a blue Ooh. check mark edition. Blue check mark. And I, I forced Tom to put some sucker in there. So a little, oh, he looks excited. So there's an he is, he is excited. And because it's Friday, we're obviously going to do a bum of the week at the end of the show. Okay, so we have spent a lot of time on the program talking about Kyrie Irving and the unacceptable behavior, the film that he promoted, the follow-ups that has unfolded 
for now eight days. It was seven days yesterday. The previous Thursday. And Kyrie Irving, with one of the most gut-wrenching, queasy-feeling-inducing, ugly exchanges I've heard from a person of note talking about bigotry and given an opportunity to say, I'm not a bigot. From that exchange yesterday, and I'll play it here in a second, everything that should have happened over the first six and a half days unfolded in rapid succession over a few hours. And by the way, can I just say this? If someone is asked, because there is evidence to suggest the question is warranted, are you a bigot? Are you a racist? Are you misogynistic? In this case, do you harbor anti-Semitic beliefs? It is not difficult to know that the proper answer is no, I do not hold those beliefs, I am not those things. And that does not guarantee that that answer is accurate or fair. I don't think it, it, it goes on a limb to suggest to you and to believe deeply in my heart that people, and they're out there clearly, who are racist, who are homophobic, who are misogynistic, who are anti-Semitic, who are hateful and hate-filled, would lie. Of course they'd lie. So it's not as if saying, answering the question properly is the solution to whatever led to the question itself. But my goodness, what does it say if you can't answer the question the right way? I'm going to play the longer version of the clip. And then I'm going to give you what happened and what I think it means. But I just want you in the psychobabble, in the either bigotry or the ignorance from Kyrie Irving. And I don't know which which it is. And it probably does matter to a degree. I just want you to hear, because he's going to get given a couple opportunities. He's going to be asked whether or not, he's going to be asked whether he's anti-Semitic. He's going to give a long rambling answer. You're going to hear it. I just want to set it up. Then there's going to be a follow-up question where someone says, it's a yes or no question, which is really the reporter doing the guy a favor. Okay, man, it's a yes or no question. And then there's going to be a bunch of crosstalk between reporters, and they're all saying, but in effect, are you not willing to say you're not anti-Semitic? This is a, you're about to hear this, this is a perfectly crafted, perfectly crafted example of what not to say when asked whether or not you're a bigot. Kyrie, for the record... Do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? Again, I'm going to repeat. I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. But this is not going to turn into a spin-around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to hear, though, is just a yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic. If I know where I come from, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. It's not an acceptable answer. I don't need to hear a racist if those that are out there, if questioned about their abhorrent worldview, say, I can't be racist if I know where I come from. That's not an answer. I can't be misogynistic if I know where I come from. It's not an answer. I can't be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. It's not an answer. And to those of you that have really parsed and dug into the details, I am aware that Kyrie's answer, especially given the the documentary he put out there, leans into and suggests to me and anyone who knows the, the details of this thing that he believes a conspiracy theory that is highly anti-Semitic. I'm not even going to get into it. It's so ugly. I'm not going to say it on a sports talk radio show or any radio show. But I'm aware that his answer is more than just – it's more than just saying I'm – Refusing to say I'm not anti-Semitic, it's actually 
leaning into a conspiracy theory that that is anti-Semitic. But for me, that ugliness, that Kyrie answer, really shouldn't have come as a surprise. And it ushered in action after a week of cowardice from everyone out there who should have known this is where it was going. In short succession, a lot happened yesterday. Because before Kyrie spoke, Adam Silver finally put out a press release saying Kyrie Irving's name and saying, I'm disappointed, and I'm going to talk to Kyrie later in the week. And then, very, very soon before that same clip you just heard happened, there was an announcement between the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, and people that represent Kyrie. Kyrie didn't actually meet with them, but Kyrie Irving, that they had talked. There was a bunch of mumbo-jumbo in there, and Kyrie and the Nets were each independently going to donate $500,000 Two groups that target hate. Very specifically, by the way, did not say whether that was the ADL, whether it targeted anti-Semitic hate, didn't say. These, to me, were fairly mealy-mouthed, and we talked about this yesterday, responses and trying to buy your way out. And when Kyrie made that comment, everything changed. A few hours later, the Brooklyn Nets suspended him. He is suspended for a minimum of five games, and it was clear in the Nets' statement that he had to do something drastically different. Apologize. I don't know how you weigh a person's sincerity, but mean the apology. Adam Silver was disappointed. The ADL came back back out and said, we're not taking the money. And only those of you that are the most deplorable in your worldviews were able to, in good faith, argue that Kyrie's still being misunderstood. He was never misunderstood. So, So yes, does Kyrie Irving deserve the suspension? Of course he does. Will Kyrie Irving play basketball again in the NBA? The answer was maybe before the apology, and, and this is me talking to people around the league, and almost certainly is the view having quote-unquote apologized. Kyrie's statement came out, I don't even know what time. You were probably sleeping, because I was up pretty late last night on the West Coast, and it dropped at, I don't know, 9 or 10 or 11 o'clock my time, somewhere in that range. It was a long day for everybody involved in this saga, and I'm not complaining for me. It's good to have a job. But it was late. You might, you might have slept through it. And the apology, it said he apologizes. It said he's sorry. Here's the thing about the apology. Here's the reality. And I, I, I don't like cancel culture. I do think forgiveness matters. I do think that people should be given room to grow. And I don't want to apply arbitrary standards of, of this is what the punishment should be or this is the right outcome in a complicated situation when these things are situational and it's case by case. I don't believe in cancel culture, and I don't think people being punished for being having abhorrent worldviews is cancel culture. I think it's complicated, is my point. If Kyrie is sincerely sorry, if there's been an incredible sea change in his worldview from the moment he went to a media, it's a scrum, but it's a casual press conference, and refused to say he's not anti-Semitic, if there was a change in his heart between then and when he or someone else wrote the statement and it got released, man, I'd love to believe in that. Because I want to believe that people can change. But I think it is fair to suggest, to wonder, to even think, to even believe, which is where I'm at, that it feels like a whole bunch of garbage. It feels like a guy who suddenly saw some consequences. It feels like a guy who's reacting because of his checkbook being impacted and not his heart being moved. And so I'm not saying don't believe him. I'm not saying Keep him out of the NBA forever. I am saying I want to hear from Kyrie Irving and not a piece of paper. It's a good step. I think it's a it's it, it's a 
I want to hold the hope. I want to believe people can change. People have made mistakes over the course of their lifetimes, and everybody, many people, many of us are so quick not to forgive, especially those we view as our ideological enemies or, or the enemies of what we believe in. I get it. People are passionate about what they're passionate about. But we're not done here. It, it ain't enough. And for and I also want to just slow down a little bit on celebrating the Nets and the NBA. The actions that weren't taken over the seven days that this played out was an act in cowardice by the NBA Players Association, of which Kyrie Irving is one of, I think, seven vice presidents, voted by his, by his uh, peers. They released a mealy mouth statement over the weekend, like the NBA, that anti-Semitism is bad without mentioning Kyrie Irving. Yeah, we know that it's bad. How about you mention the reason you have to say that? The obvious is because one of the people that represents you. Okay, I'd like to hear from them. I'd like to hear from LeBron James and all the other players out there, and this is my worldview, and I think it's the right one, who have made social justice a huge part of the NBA's brand. And I, good, social justice matters. You can think whatever you want politically, treating people decently, pushing back against very real issues of racism and other issues in the world, it matters. But you undercut your argument, your legitimate argument, when you're not willing to criticize the people close to you who engage in these activities. You, do, you are. the end. Shame on LeBron James and really Kevin Durant's teammate and everyone else who hasn't said something. Shame on everybody who hasn't said something. Shame on the NBA for taking so long to say Kyrie Irving's name in the context of what was going on. And even yesterday, Adam Silver saying, I'm disappointed. That You need to be more than... Di- I'm Disappointment is how I feel when, when my son eats an extra candy bar at 10 o'clock at night. This is something else. Shame on the Brooklyn Nets for taking so long. Kyrie Irving literally had to say, no, I'm not, I won't answer whether I'm anti-Semitic, which is an answer for any kind of action to come down. And for those of you, and I get it, man, this isn't an I told you so. It's so hard for all of us, myself included, to admit we're wrong in this world, especially with the way social media works and the way that just everything, we all interact. But Kyrie Irving's unwilling to say to the question, are you anti-Semitic? Do you hold anti-Semitic views? His unwillingness to simply say the words, no, I'm not. And then whatever preamble he wants, post-preamble. That's a problem. And a follow-up again wouldn't do it. A problem. And a follow-up again, a problem. Unfortunately, because this is the world we, we live in, I have consumed enough, you know, seen enough racism and vileness and misogyny and just all of it from people who traffic in that. Former colleagues, just random horrible people. I've seen the same playbook. I've seen the same ugliness. People that are awful and see the world in an awful way try to sell it as some kind of intellectual virtue. They do. And this, to me, struck a very similar chord. I'm glad the guy apologized. Maybe he didn't understand that, you know, a a conspiracy about Jewish people controlling the world and, and the Holocaust not being real is a problem. The fact you can't say you're not anti Semitic is a stunner. And the five game suspension is a minimum. And the idea that this is over is farcical. As is the idea that he should be automatically condemned and not having a career. This is complicated. I and you need to hear from Kyrie Irving. Story's not over. It's a good step. It's an important step. Bunch of cowards. And I mean Adam Silver. I mean the NBA Players Association. I mean Joe Sy. I mean Kevin Durant. I mean LeBron James. I mean, frankly, those of you that didn't want to talk about this. It's a bunch of people who didn't want to address what Kyrie Irving was about facilitated Kyrie Irving yesterday thinking it was okay to be real honest, say the quiet part out loud for himself. And now there have to be consequences. And those are 
long-term suspension, or Kyrie Irving actually, actually understanding and feeling bad for what he did. Either one. Either one. First Amendment, freedom of speech, does not mean you are free from the consequences of the things you say. It means you can't go to jail for what you say. It means you can say what you want. It doesn't require me to be your friend or Joe or Susan to employ you or you have the right to play in the NBA. The end. The end. The end. 855-2124-CBS. You want to call us? All right, we got that done. It was important. I'm glad we talked about it. Uh, We would talk more. It's a big story, but there's so much going on. Let's get into the Eagles. Not a real inspiring game. Not a cover. Nick Costos will be on an hour. Tweeted yesterday. I love it. Good teams win. Great teams cover. The Eagles were good last night. The Texans were great. Would have been greater if I had the guts to bet them like I should have. But we'll get into the Eagles and what we think we know after that Thursday night game next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. It's hard when two colleagues are like brothers to you, like like identical twin brothers. You just get confused sometimes. That's what you're, what you're going with, huh? You're my favorite, though, but barely. You're both great. Uh, I like this. The John Hansen on Twitter. That's his Twitter handle. It's also uh, the is in quotation marks. He's the guy. Uh, just tweeted at SportsWriter. That's me, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Wait! See, I waited there. How long have you been on the air again? OMG, I just rediscovered your show, and I'm so happy. Uh, John, no, no, I'm the one that's happy. I love that. Thank you. I'm assuming John listened to the show for the three years and change that I was on the air at, at night. 
Zach Gelb does a great job now in that slot. 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, been on the air for a few years, John. A little bit, right? I think it's been a couple years. Uh, you can always get us on the free Odyssey app. Love that you're listening. Spread the word. Thank you, buddy. Um, so glad. So glad that uh, that you found us. Uh, Diesel, good morning, pal. Happy Friday, dude. You, I love your energy always, but your Friday energy, you are so happy. Friday just, energy hits way different than Monday through Thursday. You can't help the, it. How's the how's the kiddo? How's the are, any family weekend plans? What you guys doing? Uh, we, <laughs> oh, you'll love this. We have holiday pictures this weekend, and it will oh, be yeah. for the holiday cards that go out, and uh, the writer family will be getting one. And let me tell you this, last year, I know yep. you voiced your opinion that it was yep. just baby Will in the picture, not my wife and I. I, I was it. told we are participating in the holiday pictures this year. I mean, look, I'm not judging you because we did the kid pictures, the, the whole family pictures as well. We moved to the L.A. area, to Manhattan Beach, California, for the first time when Henry was one. And we did the whole, like, go to the pier, get under the pier, try to take the photos. Henry's screaming. Why is he eating sand? The shirt is tight. No, it's shrunk. It's not that I that I don't work out. And then we just stopped it for, like, three years. So I'm proud of you guys, and I'm excited for it. What's the motif going to be? Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. Um, I was told um, that my clothes would be picked out for me, that I have just to show up and participate and smile. That's it. Look, I make fun of you sometimes, but the truth is, it's all love because I don't wear, I don't pick out my own clothes. I don't buy my own clothes. Every, I'm wearing a, what am I? I'm wearing a Mizzou shirt right now. I've had this since 2005. Everything I have is a hand-me-down. I wear a deodorant shirt all the time. It is a deodorant brand because they used to they used to put guests on my TV show. I I want people to pick out my clothes. I don't want to make those. I have to go shopping this weekend. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I got a pair of jeans and a shirt. No, thanks. Can I ask you a question? Real quick tennis question. Real quick, am I a jerk question? Uh, sure, absolutely. We know that I can be a jerk. Then we'll get to the the undefeated Eagles. So I was playing a, a really nice guy, kind of intro, introverted guy in a tennis match yesterday that counted. To quote the Big Lebowski, it's a league match, Smokey. And, um, and I beat him, but over the course of the match, he started swearing a lot, which isn't usually what happens. Like, didn't drop the F-bomb, but was screaming some other, like, really loud. To the point where he apologized to the people next to us and then just kept doing it. So when I beat him, I never do this. I, 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 whenever I beat someone, I just quietly walk to the net and shake their hands. Because he'd been swearing a lot, I, I did a, yeah, let's go, victory, or something like that. Yeah. Then I felt kind of bad. But then I also was like, that's what he gets. Are you allowed to sort of shove in somebody's face when they're allowed the whole match? Absolutely. You okay. should not feel bad about that at all. I actually thought you were going to tell me when you went to go shake his hand, you dropped some swearsies yourself. No, I just did it. Yeah! Which felt kind of unsports. You know, well within your right to yeah. do that. The Eagle. I, man, I ah, Thursday Night Football. I, it's easy money over the long run. It's easy money when a good team plays a bad team, and the good team is on the road on a short week on Thursday Night Football, just bet on the bad team to cover. I watched that game. I was slipping back and forth, and I was doing a bunch of Kyrie Irving work, but I was monitoring as best I could, and I was so angry. At some point, it was 14-14, and I, I just, look, congratulations to the Eagles. They're undefeated so far. They're, I mean, you can't really be halfway anymore because of the stupid 17-game schedule, but they're they're basically halfway to undefeated. 
They have a really easy schedule the rest of the way. Now, they do have the Packers. Here's the thing. I was looking at they got the Commanders coming up. They've got, they've got a pretty easy stretch. D-South, they're not. They're a really good football team. I think they're really good. I'm not even saying they're last year's 8-1 and one Cardinals or 8-2 and two and 7-1 and one or whatever it was. But they're not the Miami Dolphins that were undefeated. They're not the Chiefs over the last few years. They're not even, I think, this year's Bills team. And I'm not taking shots. They're a really good football team. I think they're going to lose. So the Packers game feels like the kind of game they're going to lose. Because I don't buy the Packers, and I don't think they're going to be outstanding this year. But I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to win some games that he that he shouldn't, right? I think he's going to win individually some of these games. So I'm not selling on the Eagles, and I understand that winning by, what was it, 29-17, winning by 12, having somewhat of a close game and then pulling away at the end doesn't look overwhelming, but a short week on the road in the NFL is hard. I got all that. I'm just saying the Eagles are not a 17-0 team. They're not. They're 8-0 for the first time in franchise history. Congrats to the Eagles. They are a good, borderline great team. I can't go crazy. You mentioned this in the next couple of weeks here when they improve to 9-0, to 10-0, and then they have the Packers. I can't go crazy. These next few weeks, including last night, are not how you evaluate this Eagles team. Last night, we talked about it yesterday. This was a classic trap game. Playing a team that you are very much better than on a Thursday night, you won the game, good for you. The first half was ugly. You're supposed to win that game. You're a good team. I think you can be great. I don't know that you're great just yet. Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, the Giants twice, the Bears are a win. I never say them out loud. Uh, Cowboys, Saints. They're not beating the New York Giants twice. Obviously one of those games in New York. And between Green Bay, I like the Titans, Tennessee, and at Dallas, you're not winning all three of those games. They're going to lose three games. They're going to be 14-3. and three. It's going to be a great season. A fantastic season. Anybody in the NFL obviously signs up for that. And by the time this season's over, I think we will know if they are a great team. I just don't know if I could say that yet. I know they're 8-0. No. I know they're the only undefeated team. I just don't know that they're as good as their record says they are. Here's my kind of like, it's not even, I hate the term. I hate the term hot take, but... I have them in the same category as the Miami Dolphins when two is healthy, which he is now. And I would put by a sliver, a sliver, the Dolphins ahead of the Eagles. If I were, if it was a neutral field and they're playing each other and I was forced to bet every dollar on earth that D-Cell you have, and I want you not to lose your money. I'm betting on Miami for you, buddy. You took the thoughts right out of my head. It's the Chiefs, it's the Bills, the Dolphins are in that next tier, and the Eagles are right there with them. There's nothing wrong with that. They're just, they're not on the same level as those top teams in the AFC. They're just not. Andrew Bogish is here. I didn't even see him, and now I see him on Skype. He's got a new haircut, I think. It's very stylish. It looks nope. good. Is that a new nope. haircut? Oh. It's not, and even a little bit. <laughs> Hair gel? It's something different? Uh, maybe less hair gel than usual. Little be, uh, casual Friday up top. I don't know. Could I be just comparing it to the to the the fro storm of hair awfulness that is on atop my head? Because my hair it ain't good. I mean, it could be that. It could be that I'm wearing different style headphones today. Ooh. So normally I have the big like black oh, band over the top of my head that might have been squashing the hair. 
It looks good. It looks like you got like. Oh, a, I thought you got. I thought you got. No, what's, what's it called? Not a manicure. What is it called? Where you go and you get the whole thing done? Manicures your your nails. Yeah. <laughs> a makeover. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. A makeover. Not even a little bit. No. All right, you look good. Um, is this the look. only show where we try to compliment each other and then after a weird, awkward pause, we have to say, like, <laughs> no, no, I like it. I, the thing is, I don't think that's normal. Uh, I'm not normal. So it's, you know, there, there's, a, there's a correlation. Are you, do you feel strongly, Andrew Bogish, that the Eagles deserve to be called? Because I saw this, like, I, it's one of these questions where you ask a question and then you just don't ask a question, you just give a statement. Do you feel strongly the Eagles are, should be called the best team in the NFL? Or not in the NFL? No, it's so silly. No, they are not that by default. They are the best team in the NFC, but the Chiefs and the Bills are better than them. Okay, true. Do you think you will think that on January second? I don't. Will I think that the Eagles are the best team in the NFL on January second in the NFC? Um, yeah, you know what? I No, I think I will because I, I don't see them losing enough or anybody else winning enough to change my my opinion. And I think to, I think I could end up thinking that they're the second best team in the NFL. Wow. I think one of those AFC teams could fall off or have an injury or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think they could go up the list for sure. But I can't see them going down the list in the NFC. Who's gonna Who's going to change that conversation? I like the Niners, even though Jimmy G's their quarterback. I kind of I kind of like the Niners. Yeah, I, I think the I whole do. time is just gonna be figuring out who has the best chance to beat them. Who's got the best chance to win a playoff game in Philadelphia? What are the big weekend plans, Bogues? Uh, that's a good question. I actually, this is my last weekend before like hellacious beginning of college basketball and football, so I don't have anything professional on the calendar this weekend. Are you going to watch Home Economics, the show that that Decent recommended? I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm going to watch yeah. Tennessee Georgia. I'm going to watch Game Six of the World Series. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch professional football on Sunday. I might watch a movie with the wife at night if the, when the kids fall asleep, if Ooh. I can stay awake after that. But I don't think Home Economics is on any list for this weekend. If, if you're looking for a movie, now if you haven't seen the first one, you might not feel the same connection. You too, D-Cell. Enola Holmes 2 on Netflix is out tonight today. I saw that. and <laughs> I've never I think... even heard of these movies. Well, you, do you have Netflix? Do you turn it on? Yeah, I have Netflix. <laughs> do you turn it on was the question. Uh, every so often. It is Sherlock Holmes' younger sister, played by um, Elle from Stranger Things, and she solves mysteries and uses her wit, including against her more famous older brother, in a a, a rompous and joyously fun-filled two-hour-and-a-half film. You're not the person to ask this, based on all of the stories that you've told us in this regard, but... What's the age appropriateness? Because it is PG thirteen, I believe. So where does it where does it sit? Two two year old. No, well, I can. You're right. I'm not. I'm not the person. Um, having thought Roadhouse. To be fair on Roadhouse, I'd never seen the actual Roadhouse. <laughs> I've always seen it on cable TV. Did I tell the story on the air the other day? And we, I was watching Roadhouse with my son, and then he yeah, went that was the, the latest bathroom. story. And then everyone got naked, and he came back and like, "Where's Rhoda?" I was like, "Oh, it's boring." And then I watched it later with my wife. Um, <laughs> I would say, well, Henry's ten, 
he's going to watch it. I think it's fairly appropriate. Okay. I mean, doesn't PG-13 feel like PG-7? I don't know. They're all out of whack. Now what, because- uh, what were the calculations on that one? I just trying to think of the first time that I just gave in to Henry watching PG-13 films. All right. I'm excited, too. What are, you, are you watching anything this weekend, Disa? What do you got going? Uh, other than the holiday uh, photos, uh, a lot of college football. And then even though the NFL slate is not the best on Sunday, I'll obviously be locked into NFL. So I'm trying to talk to myself because I like losing money. I'm trying to talk myself into a Phillies World Series Tennessee money line parlay. Anybody coming with me? I'm I mean, not clo- I, I'm not there. I want you to run this by Mr. Costos in about 25 minutes. I want to hear his thoughts on that. That's producing. <laughs> that's that's just yeah. That's just turning away from. Oh, what do you think, Bogus? Do you like the opportunity for either outcome? Because obviously the, Phil- the yeah sorry, well exactly. I think the Phillies winning two games seems a little more plausible than a straight Tennessee win. Two games in Houston. Yeah, I know. I I know. I I accept your 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 shrugged shoulders. I get it. All right, all right. Uh, you so know you Tennessee are... is the number one team in the country. Number one, according to thirteen people in a room. Yes, who are in charge of ranking the teams. No, I know. I, I, I will. I will honor their decisions to put Tennessee at number one. That doesn't guarantee them winning against Georgia tomorrow. So you think Georgia's going to win by fifty? <laughs> That's well, what you I said heard. Money, you said money line, right? I'm just asking you. I'm just. I'm just trying to like. I'm trying to draw out the, the wisdom so I can. No, win I the do money. not think Georgia's going to win by fifty. But I think Georgia's going to win the game. So if we're doing a Tennessee money line bet, that makes me hesitate. Do you like Tennessee to cover? Talk me into a cover. How about Tennessee? What's the number cover? seven and a half. Yeah, yes, that's the last I saw. Yes. All right, Andrew Bogish, gambling Sherpa. Uh, let's um, let's get into both those games a little bit more here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back this season. For the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, Holiday Triple Headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One Station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone, get on the line, 855-212-4CBS, like Dalton in Topeka. We spent a lot of time there. Dalton, what's up, buddy? Appreciate you listening. Happy Friday. You are on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, happy Friday, Bill. Hey, what's up, what bud? I was wanting to tell you, man, is I am kind of tired of not just you hearing all these sports talk. I was talking about, oh, this should be the week that Aaron Rodgers pulls it around. Okay, Aaron Rodgers ain't playing like he used to starting to look like Father Time is catching them. Secondly, every single one of his receivers should have stick them on their hands in order to be able to catch the ball. And for you to sit there and say that I think that the Eagles are going to lose to the hapless Green Bay Packers, I know we're all creatures to have it, but the Packers are done. Tom Brady is done. It's, it's just not happening, man. It's just I do, happening. Hey, dude, I, I, I'm a Bears fan. I hope you're right. At least about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of neutral there. Here's where I come down. Do I think the Packers are done as a dominant team? Probably. Do I think they're suddenly a five-win football team? Of course not. They're going to win some games. What are they right now? Do you sell three and five? They're going to win some games. Do I think the Eagles are really good? I do. Nobody wins every game. No team has gone undefeated in the National Football League since, and other than that Dolphins team that won the whole thing to, and, and then win everything in the postseason. It's really hard to do. It's really hard. The The Chiefs, every team that's won a Super Bowl, for as long as most of us have been alive, has lost at least a game and usually many others, any given Sunday. So if you look at the Eagles' schedule, and like me, you think they're really, really, really good, but not a 17-0 football team, they're going to lose some games. I think they're going to lose to the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have some moments. I think they'll lose one of the two games to the New York Giants. Not because I think the Giants are better than the Eagles, because that's how football works. And I think the Titans have a chance to beat them. Diesel, what do you think, if you had to bet money on what the Eagles record will be at the end of the year, what would you bet? I'm going to go with four losses. I'm going to go 13 and four, which is obviously a fantastic season, and you're an elite team if you have a 13 and four record. Yeah. I was going to say 14 and three. I think that's the exact right range. Little Tennessee, Georgia going on. Everybody is sleeping on Tennessee. Now, to be fair, Georgia is pretty dominant, especially at home. They are on a pretty sizable streak of holding teams below 30 points uh, on their home turf. Titans are are, uh, on a pretty nice streak of scoring 30-plus points, even on the road. I don't know. I think some of it I just want the I just want the I want to see somebody other than, than George and Alabama assert themselves in the SEC in a consistent way. And with Auburn having taken a, a huge step backwards recently, I almost feel like a bandwagon Tennessee fan. I'm sure that somewhat colors my view, Diesel. I don't think you're alone in that one. I think they are starting to get a lot of comparisons to that twenty nineteen LSU team where Joe Burrow had them on a magical run. Tennessee's quarterback, Hendon Hooker, right now 
is playing out of his mind. They hang up a 50-burger nearly every week. But you want to know what, Bill? Tell they me. have not played a defense like Georgia yet. I know there, they. Play, I'm not sure there is a defense like Georgia. They played Alabama. There. Alabama is a great team. I know they're number six right now. They are a great team. Their defense is nowhere near the Bulldogs' defense. It just feels. It feels like the easy, the easy answer. By the way, everybody thought, and I know it was different in terms of where the game was played. Everybody thought Alabama was going to beat Tennessee. Everybody thought that's the way that was going to go. I just think this team doesn't get the respect that it deserves. And, oh, by the way, Alabama almost did. Like, it, it came down to the wire. Like, close. Alabama played well. Here, here's the thing. Georgia's I think Alabama's the better of all three teams, by the way. Let me just say that right now. I think they're going to win the national championship if they get in. Let me be very clear about this. Georgia's offense cannot keep up with Tennessee. It's all about the defensive side for Georgia. If, this, if they can hold Tennessee to under 30 points, they're winning this game. And Tennessee's offense is so, so high-powered right now. That That is a task. But I think if, if Georgia is going to win this game like they should, I agree with you, they are the better team. They have to keep the Vols under 30 points. The, what, is the winning, what is the winning score for a tennis? So it's something like 35-31, right? That I think is the – and I'm being a little bit of a contrarian because do I, do I actually truly honestly believe Tennessee is going to win the football game? Am I convinced of it? Am I certain of it? Absolutely not. Do I think that, and you said this, they're the number one team in America, rightly so. They've already proved their medal against Alabama. They're not wildly respected, and they might, we'll see, they might, at the end of the year, have the most effective quarterback in college football, and that is a path forward to these kind of wins. I do. So to me, a a 7.5-point line just feels wrong. I know the game's on the road for them. I know Georgia's brutal in Athens. I got all that. They're going to be playing what is an effect like it is every time, most years you play an Alabama defense, or in this case a Georgia defense. It's like an NFL light. It's a triple-A NFL-level defense in terms of a lot of those guys, a lot of those young men are going to be playing in the National Football League. I just I think Tennessee's got the firepower to be in this game. And one thing about Georgia, unlike Alabama, is that Georgia does have a tendency sometimes, D-Cell, including under Kirby Smart, maybe particularly, it's not fair to say choke. That's not the right term. But they have not proven their ability to win really stressful, high-impact moments as consistently as some other some other programs that recruit at the same level. And this game's going to feel like a playoff game. Oh, this game absolutely is going to feel like a playoff game. If it's close in the fourth quarter, I kind of like, or even midway through the third quarter, I like Tennessee. It also feels like even though they're the number one team in the country, you tell me I think this is crazy. I think Tennessee is playing with some house money in a way that, that Georgia's not, because nobody expects them to win. Everything they've done has been an overachievement. doesn't mean they don't have the desire to do it. Georgia's expected to win this football game. I think the pressure's different. Let me ask you, let me phrase it to you this way. Now, we heard Bryce Harper post-game after game, what, game four, uh, when the Astros threw the combined no-hitter saying, good pitching beats good offense any day of the week. Does that same rule apply in college football? Does does better defense beat better offense? I don't think it does. I don't think I don't, it does in college football. I don't think it applies in football at all anymore. I think great defenses are hugely significant to having a chance to win the whole thing. But I think the moments that separate champions from everybody else is often quarterback play. 
is often the ability to, to, to move the chains under duress against those defenses under massive pressure. If you had to take one team right now, all right, we, so we have we have Tennessee, Georgia tomorrow, and we've got Alabama, LSU tomorrow, right? Yeah, a huge game. Obviously, Ohio State, Michigan is, is in several weeks. If you were to take one team right now against the field to win the national championship, you had to put $5,000 down on it. You're forced to do it. Your wife made you. She woke up and she suddenly loves sports gambling. Who are you betting on? Georgia, and I feel really good about it. Georgia? Yeah. I don't know that they're winning tomorrow's game handedly, but I think, I don't, this is going to be a game in the fourth quarter, but I still feel like Georgia is the best team in the country. Assuming Alabama beats LSU and beats Ole Miss, do you think Alabama makes the college football playoff? I do, if they if they win out, including beating Georgia or Tennessee in the SEC championship game. Is it a guarantee? Yes. Guaranteed. I think they're and I think they're gonna win out. So that tells you what's on the line right now I think for I'd this Georgia Tennessee game. Yeah. I think and they may not. I mean I think it was the Dodfather yesterday. By the way, can I just say the Dodfather? I love the Dodfather. Big fan of the Dodfather. You're already saying no. I'm going to do it. The Dodfather told us a few weeks ago he's the one that planted the idea (laughs) of three teams, three SEC teams in the college football playoff. He's the one we played his clip. And then yesterday I brought it up. He's like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. What? What What happened? I changed. I followed your roadmap to this promised land. You're like, this is not a great place. All right. Come on, Dodfather. Nick Costos, Godfather of Gambling here at Odyssey, and my buddy, going to help us make some money next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 